0: Avengers!
1: Assemble. Hello everyone and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, here for your episode for the weekend of September 24th, 2022. As always, I am joined by the Apex legend, Jack Martin. Excelsior, Christian, how has your week been? It's been good. Work stuff, applications for things, more work stuff, a Star Wars show. Mm. That's pretty sweet. And I'm seeing Avatar tomorrow. So Whoa. good good back half of the week. And my girlfriend's visiting. So the the end of the week, great. The first half of the week
0: work. But how about you? That's exciting. Uh, my girlfriend's also visiting me this Very weekend, nice. so that's good. We're both in that those long distance relationships, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's nice, but um, yeah, tell me about uh, <laughs> tell me about Avatar. I know yeah. you're the resident, and I know you and Omar, mm-hmm. uh, Joy clicks resident Avatar fans, mm-hmm. um, the only two in existence that I can think of, really. Uh, so you must be really excited. I am,
1: uh, and to be fair, I have done my fair share of clowning on Avatar. Right? I mm-hmm. I didn't see it when it was initially released. My mom didn't want us to see it. <laughs>
0: Dude, you didn't see that when it came out? No, I didn't. What? No, I think I probably knew this, but that is, that is so surprising. Right? Everyone saw that movie. I know. Uh, my
1: mother, if you would like to ask her why, I don't know the reasoning, but she was like, "Not that one," because I was like middle school. It was still like, cusp. We needed yeah. somebody to like go with us, and I,
0: I don't know the reasoning. That um, movie was like the we of movies yeah everyone just got it and forgot about it uh-huh. in the next like five years after that's a very
1: good comparison it makes a lot of sense because i think the Wii might be
0: my favorite console but anyway <laughs> <laughs>
1: um when it comes to avatar right like i watched it a couple years or i watched it at like a friend's house i think around when it, the dvd release happened and i was like oh i don't get the hype and i was also like 12 you know probably so yeah. i completely could not appreciate it with the strengths of it Um, and then I watched it with Omar at his house a couple summers ago, and this was probably like 2019 summer, maybe 2018, Mm -hmm. and watched it. He has a very nice entertainment setup, but like, it's still not the optimal experience, right? So I was like, oh, visual is nice, but, um, I was blown away at how structurally and like how the, the, the tone and writing, how influential that movie was to... So many blockbusters, literally every blockbuster of the last decade, including the entire MCU. There is a lot of Avatar in MCU projects beyond the CG, like humor, the smarminess of like the the businessy people, um, the way they balance set pieces and stuff. And I think Avatar is like really great at doing that because it has one of the greatest filmmakers of all time behind it, you know, not just disney money but um yeah i'm excited to see it in theaters you know now that yeah. I, I now can, i can understand why there's the craze behind it besides me just really liking it as a movie
0: <laughs> yeah I, i'm excited for you to see that in theaters i i honestly either forgot or didn't realize that you hadn't seen it in theaters mm-hmm. so for you being the world's biggest avatar fan it just seems right so happy <laughs> for you i gotta rewatch that at some point
1: yeah well ask omar he's already seeing it four times he's lined up a a few showings (laughs) i'm only i'm only good for one uh maybe i'll see it with my brother but check out with him so yeah um but how are you in the world of marvel lately um i'm sure avatar is going to be relevant to this podcast next week when it uh, dethrones endgame
0: endgame got back to number one right Uh, i feel like avatar was still there okay i feel like endgame is gonna stay at number two yeah but in terms of me and marvel i got nothing going on really with marvel mm-hmm. e- except for she-hulk which we'll get into but mostly uh, mostly that Andor or mm-hmm. three episode premiere and let me tell you star wars is good again yep. star wars vacillates between star wars bad star wars good <laughs> there's very little in between mm-hmm. and uh star wars is good again
1: yeah i i i have hopes for andor and much like avatar having dethroned um endgame i did check it's ahead by 200 million right now from the the chinese release it had in
0: the avatar or endgame avatar is
1: um yeah that lead will just continue and i think the lead of star wars series on disney plus pulling ahead of marvel is going to continue as well after andor this week but this is a marvel show we got some things to talk about leading with marvel's avengers a video game that exists Mm -hmm. and uh talk about vacillating this uh (laughs) this this is a game with some highs and some lows and this week who knows what we have in store Kick off fury's report let's see what's happening right now in marvel's avengers from now until september 29th triple xp when playing as black widow we, uh, we have seen a handful of these happen over the past couple months, and this is just continuing. Black Widow this week, triple XP, fitting because the current event in the game is the Red Room Takeover, which is also going to be running through the month of September, ending on September 29th. As of this recording, this was put into place a couple days ago, but Crystal Dynamics has permanently increased bonus unit rewards for the following mission structures, drop zones, will now net you an extra 125 units threat sectors priority missions villain sectors and vault missions will net you an extra 250 units and
0: rise and shine daily jack i have no idea what the hell that is everything has names in this everything has a name yeah in this in this game and i couldn't tell you what it was like multiple choice i don't think i could tell you what the answer i mean maybe it's like a login bonus or something like you go in and
1: you do a thing like a daily um that will get you an extra 500 units and the blog details that they wanted to do this to give more opportunities to earn shipments which are the uh the fun little care packages that uh, you open a 100 of them you're guaranteed to get the uh the highlighted shipment skin and uh currently the flashback uh system they had somewhat recently is returning for shipments so get in there you can get a chance to earn some flashback uh, themed things from some of your your you crack in efforts to get the current (laughs) shipment item which uh is kate bishop's stark tech as a reminder that is almost done that is almost gone as the specialty item because those rotate out every month How many of those have you uh, you claimed
0: Jack? I know you got the... What do you get? You got Hawkeye Civil War and you got Iron Man 3? Yep. Um, I was keeping up with them regularly probably until a couple months ago when I have just not been playing this game. Even when we jumped in uh, this week to play it, I didn't even go to the shipment to get it. I'm honestly being a little more conservative with my unit spending. Um and i don't necessarily well i don't play as kate really so mm-hmm. what's the point point? and also i don't really like the stark tech aesthetic so i don't need it yeah like the I, I did main kate for a while um
1: and i ended up liking the tweaks that were made for clint's kit so i ended up switching to him for my ranged character mm-hmm. but the, the back of my head there's the uh you know like but wouldn't it be nice to be able to have everybody in stark tech even though you don't do that ever
0: wouldn't that be a good thing to be able to do but some people do 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 that Mm -hmm. um i don't know why i couldn't say that but uh some people like to have that startup screen in there everyone's wearing the same uniform that's cool we talked about that before but yeah i'm not going through the effort of actually doing that yeah,
1: if anything, at this point, my strategy for the the team set is I'll just throw people in whatever MCU skin I have for them, and mm-hmm. that is their default. So that's a good call. Yeah, um, it hasn't failed me yet, except for uh, I have Captain America in his Avengers One outfit, so he looks like a goofball next to like the
0: white suit <laughs> Black Widow, and uh, that's what I have. Yeah, I'm rolling with that same. Well, I'm rolling with like the the knockoff white sure uh, widow outfit not the movie one mm-hmm. but uh yeah i am um, i've been using the cap avengers one outfit i like that a lot mm-hmm. and free for... video game costume absolutely and for those that don't have that outfit
1: if you log in from now to october 1st as a reminder time's running out you will get three mcu outfits you get thor from thor one briefcase mark 5 from iron man 2 and the avengers one Cap suit. so Make sure to log in. I did this a week ago. I logged in, and I remember reading on the blog, it was like, they're not going to like pop up or anything, but you will have them. You don't have to claim them in the store. So I logged in. I went onto the Hell carrier. I saw no notification. I didn't check. I should have. I could have. But I just backed out, and I was like, I hope I got it. <laughs> so
0: I feel like they did pop up for me, because I remember messaging you and being like, oh, I just got this random Thorskin for free and i was like oh i already got it i already had that oh. and i think that's what it was so it was a little strange
1: interesting okay then i, I will double check that at some point before the, i uh... logged
0: in for the first time like a
1: couple weeks ago and was bombarded with notifications like mm. whoa
0: it's been a while
1: yeah they throw a lot at you when you log in for the first time in a while but i mean a lot of service games do that it's it's oh, unavoidable yeah. i i logged into destiny two maybe like six or seven days ago for the first time since the new season started like end of august no joke i had to go through maybe 12 banners because it was like the end of the season stuff that i missed the new expansion news the pre-order stuff the week weekend uh cycling out multiplayer mode um
0: there was a lot and Avengers i appreciate that there's not that much you know yeah sometimes that is like what you do in the game for that day yeah like sometimes in apex I, I sometimes in apex i'll sign in being like oh god there's so many red dots on my screen i just have to go in and like get rid of them all and then i'm like i'm wiped <laughs> that's it for me yeah honestly i mean sometimes i log into fortnite and i'm just like what's in the shop and i'm like oh it didn't
1: update for the day yet all right i'll close it and then i don't check so yeah uh, well speaking of the shop what do we got in the avengers marketplace this week
0: yeah we got a cool one this is black widow's hooded outfit uh this is from her comic appearance in black widow number five from 2020 so uh, a newer run um this one's cool you noted in the doc that it looks like a particular assassin franchise you want to explain that i wrote assassin's
1: creed uh, to be specific, it looks like the Desmond Miles fit from Assassin's mm. Creed, like a modern-day assassin just wearing a hoodie, um, which is funny, you know? I, I love that series, but when I think back to it, I'm like, the modern-day assassins really just wore hoodies. That, that was their thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, is yeah. is Desmond still around? Me can spoil. Okay. So I didn't play Valhalla. Right, Mm -hmm.
1: I've played one of the modern Assassin's Creed games, like one of the modern uh, RPG Assassin's games, and it was Odyssey. And there's still a modern day component, but the the person who the descendant who is revisiting ancestor memories, her name is Layla Hassan, and she is the avatar, if you will, for the player with Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. So I guess in Valhalla, she like ascended to some god tier thing to help fix something and in this sort of like extraterrestrial plane of history and existence um she walked over to some tree and then there was a glowing person figure just pure light and i i forgot what their title was or their name but it was nolan north like speaking Mm. as desmond Or, like, what was Desmond and has now ascended to be this, like, all-knowing thing to save humanity, so. Uh,
0: Was it, like, those people who would show up in Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood and be like, what is, what are you doing? Kind of. Like the glowing figures?
1: Yeah, kind of, except it felt more like, I mean, I recognize Nolan North as the ghost in Destiny, where he has this, like, robotic voice. And it felt more like that, like, it was very sterile, um, or, like artificial in a way but it was like it's very clearly like they're referencing uh i think layla talks to him as like being someone who's in the animus and i think desmond or whoever it is like says like oh i feel like i lived a, that life so long ago or, or
0: so interesting i dropped off after three i did too so, <laughs> so
1: bounced around yeah. after that but yeah black widow assassin's creed fit available in the store now let's crack open to some stark realities because there is also a new thing you can do you've been able to do for a couple days at this point launched this week the new villain sector in marvel's avengers no rest for the wicked is its name monica is its boss and we are the players we ran through this talk talk to the audience tell them the agents of excelsior what
0: happened in our experience playing this game together Yes. Well, we played it together, uh, except we kind of didn't <laughs> because we were we were booting up the game, we were getting on the helicarrier, looking for the mission, and uh, Christian realized he didn't have an active PlayStation Plus subscription. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you told me that you didn't need PS Plus to play the multiplayer for this, I would have believed you. I kind of just forget about that because it's one of those things. Yeah like i've had ps plus non-going or like nonstop stop for years at this point so i don't even think about it mm. and i kind of thought they got rid of that but that's still a thing so you need a ps plus subscription on playstation to play this yeah so um, it's so we just played it at the same time
1: yeah it is free to play games you don't need plus right with the exception and this
0: pisses me off with the exception being destiny <laughs> so that <laughs> that makes particularly no sense Given that PlayStation, don't they own uh, Bungie or like kind of Sony owns Bungie? Yeah, so like Bungie is the like sister
1: to PlayStation. If that makes sense, like Sony owns both of them. PlayStation doesn't own them, but Sony owns both of them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Yeah, um, (laughs) that's
0: (laughs) anyways. Yeah, (laughs) we just we we played it at the same time, Mm -hmm. so it it honestly, I don't think I would have even realized if we were playing in the same active mm-hmm. mission, because we, we were like following the same lines. We were like pretty much on the same beat as each other. Yes. And we were talking to each other as we were playing through it. So we were sharing some thoughts
1: during the, uh, the playthrough. And honestly, I feel like that probably would have been a more fair assessment the way we did it, because had we been in that together? I imagine that final fight would have gone a lot faster. Yes. And, playing it solo i think gave us a good idea of maybe the decision making that crystal dynamics did for this fight we were talking after we beat it briefly about like some of the uh, intent behind some of the systems of this fight but pre-showdown is there anything that sticks out to you about the evil sector or is it just like a standard
0: hit xyz objective and then get to the boss room yeah that that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. um which is fine because yeah i don't think i was really expecting anything yes yeah, differently so yeah kind of just it, it feels like a villain sector which you know that's what they touted it as and that's what it is so yeah it's good mm-hmm. in that regard yeah because like i don't have an issue with
1: the villain sector structure i never have um it's like honestly my preferred thing to play when i just hop into the game i just wish there were more of them you know um so i I do like the format and like going through it's like yep this is a villain sector let me do the thing let me get my fun dialogue between my characters and when it came down for the fight we see monica uh trying to you know i think
0: do something with modok in a test tube right Yeah, I honestly don't know. (laughs) MODOK is in a test tube, and it's very funny looking. Yeah, so lore-wise, at least, for those that have been keeping up, at
1: least on the the behind-the-scenes, we have the multiplayer version of the MODOK fight coming up at some point. Presumably, maybe that's going to be integrated into the cloning lab omega-level threat, and he will be the boss, because story-wise, it's set up where MODOK breaks out or the clone of modok or whatever version of modok that was uh grabs monica at the end and then teleports away with her so they're still continuing to push forward this um scientist supreme modok cloning storyline that they set up with the original game campaign so my guess would be we would see I'm not going to say a resolution to that, but I think the next segment of that with Modoc at the cloning lab
0: it would be my guess right now. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still... I think it's it's funny to me. Was the cosmic threat... Was that a villain sector with Monica? How did they describe that? I or Was that wanted, an event?
1: I want to say that was a villain sector because it's replayable. She is the final boss. There's a hit this objective and this objective beforehand and it ends with that and there is the story implication of what happens with uh tying up the loose ends from the future imperfect thing
0: yeah all right yeah that's what i was wondering i just think it's really funny that didn't that end with a teaser of ultron (laughs) was that wasn't that the end of that you know yes (laughs) (laughs) which i think is so funny obviously that's not going to happen um or at least i don't know that that seems like probably not gonna happen but i do think that was really funny Mm -hmm. i mean just thinking about that now
1: fingers crossed you know like if we get an eventual other expansion hell yeah Roytron. but um i completely forgot about that (laughs) until you brought it up yeah just a just a weird thought so this actual fight, what it breaks down to, is similar to in the Reassemble campaign when we were in that warehouse towards the back half of the game, I think, or it might have been in the Helicarrier, I forget. Uh, we we fight Monica in a mech, like a like a avatar style exomech, right? Um, so pretty standard, like big hulking enemy going around the arena. What was interesting was she has like damage phases where she has invulnerability as well and then they threw a very funny little gag at us where she clones herself
0: and then what do we see on those health bars jack also monica Rappuccini yeah the second villain which is really funny
1: yes props to that that was a very good call i think that's fun it's a nice little tongue tongue-in-cheek sort of this game's thing is clones, you know. So. Oh yeah. I, also, I mean, when did that happen? There's... Also.
0: What's that? Why did that happen? No. Or when how? did that
1: happen? That was right at the beginning. I know. I just. Like,
0: is Cap a clone? Did he actually die? And this is. No. No, I think <laughs> they did clones of the villains to explain why you're going to the villain sector over and over and over again. Yeah. So, I think that was. They really didn't need to do that, (laughs) but they did. (laughs) And now we have, even aside from the two mechs, there's like a bunch of like Monica clones that will run up and start punching you, Mm -hmm. which I didn't really get that many, but I've seen on the Reddit, and you had like a bunch of Monica in like plain clothes Mm -hmm. running up and trying to get you.
1: Yeah. And if I remember correctly, there was a similar mechanic in the monica villain sector yes. mm-hmm. um but that one was a bit more focused on her having like elemental abilities and her clones i don't think it was like earth wind and fire abilities but it was like you know <laughs> it's close september enough. yeah september 22nd i missed out on a day yeah um but it is like definitely like familiar stuff um which i personally don't think is a problem but the the fight the thing that stood out to me the most because this was also the patch that pretty much every hero got a buff remember they were talking about that beforehand like Mm -hmm. they wanted everybody to feel more heroic i played thor who at this point is not as strong as he could be because they've bumped the power level cap um decently since you know i was playing regularly but i went down twice and i think he did as well yeah, I think it was probably choice.
0: So, how do you feel about the challenge level of this playing solo? It, I mean, it's another villain sector where I mean, this is a bad comparison, and I probably shouldn't be making it, but I'm going to. Go for it. I've been playing God of War recently, mm-hmm. and the, it's a. I feel like that is a perfectly challenging game because you can anticipate your enemies movements like for example i'm playing through a lot of the valkyrie sections and they have specific move sets that are random so you just have to anticipate what could be happening and you know like you can block this or you can throw your axe at them in the air and they'll come down um but they just do like a ton of damage to you so you just have to really anticipate their movements but it feels like if you're ready you can take them on and you can defend yourself pretty well with this, I felt like I didn't really get the move set quite yet of Monica. Maybe it's because I haven't played it all that much. Mm-hmm. But also there's just like a bunch of random stuff flying at you at various points that didn't feel like I could prepare for or could dodge easily. And that's kind of my issue with the Avengers gameplay in general, like especially if you're a flyer, you're just going to have stuff like coming at you and you like really can't dodge it all that well. So I didn't think that was necessarily fair um, at a lot of points, and that's kind of Avengers in general. But, yeah, that was kind of my issue with it.
1: Yeah, I think both of us finished the fight around the same time. So I think it would probably, I would assume, took maybe, like... Let me know if this is a... I'm I'm bad on estimating time sometimes. Like, eight minutes maybe from the Um, start of the fight to the end? Probably, like, probably, like, five. Five to eight, yeah. So only ran it once um but i did struggle a little bit with figuring out the damage phases like once also monica popped up like it it seemed clear enough that it was like okay when this one is blocking all your damage the other one is vulnerable um i think it's just it was for me it was a little bit confusing to track the two of them because they look from my memory they looked identical yeah. And they were just teleporting around constantly, so I felt like I was wasting like my God's fury on or my God blast and my warrior's fury on something that was either gonna teleport away immediately or teleported, and I misremembered which one was which,
0: and I wasted it on an invulnerable Monica. So, so I've that realized, was a little frustrating. Yes, I agree, and I realized now and like halfway through playing it, I believe when you can't do damage to them is when they're right about to teleport. And okay. yeah. And I feel like that's probably the designer's way of saying, hey, don't waste any like R ones on this mm-hmm. on this one. So I think that's probably probably one of the intents there. Although at the same time it's not the most satisfying. Because they do teleport a lot. So I feel like there are many instances where I'm with you, like I missed so many of my R ones on mm-hmm. On that, it's like, oh, well, now I gotta wait. Yeah, so I'm I'm
1: curious if playing this again would like make it go faster. But I do think this is probably the at least out of the main villain sectors and like standard difficulty, not doing it on a challenge rank. This is probably maybe the longest final boss I've had so far. And again, I've had experience fighting Abomination before. I've had experience fighting uh, Taskmaster maybe uh well monica before in the last villain sector she was in that one took a while right because we were trying to figure out the right like um cycles to go through because once she took down all those pillars it was an instant fail right Mm -hmm. yeah that's right so similar to that mechanic in that fight i was talking to you i imagine This is a thing that we've heard a lot about from Crystal on the, you know, dev blogs and stuff, that they want to make sure that content is challenging, but not impossible, and also is in a a place where higher level players can't just breeze through it immediately. So, that is my interpretation on why there's the teleporting and, like, specific damage phase mechanics, because... That gated you and I from being able to just, like, Warriors Fury, God Blast, Bifrost, and then just carry out the Odin Force to do, like, our iconic attack chains till they're toast, right? Yeah. So, understandable. I imagine that was the decision-making there. Um, It was just a little frustrating, like I I mentioned, to, like, figure out and learn it because it wasn't very, like, visually identifiable to me at least that could just be me
0: yeah i'll say in general like for the scale of what this is like it's just another villain sector so it's nice to have this in the rotation like yeah. this is a, a a small little drop for the game and it's cool to i don't do this anymore but when i was especially early in the game jumping in for the dailies and the weeklies and going through like the villain sectors specifically and actually going through and playing those missions. It's nice to have. And that was an early complaint. Like there's two villain sectors and -hmm. you're just doing those constantly. So it's nice to have that variety at this point. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, now that I'm in there again,
1: I might, you know, if I'm looking for something to do and I don't want to play more red dead, I'll pop in and maybe do the abomination one or fight Maestro again or something. But yeah i think this is solid uh this was never going to be a make or break piece of a, of content for the game but i think it, i think it's fine you know yeah it was a fun time we had a good time chatting over the uh the experience so yeah definitely any final thoughts on the villain sector or what we could be getting next before we move on
0: yeah what do you what do you think we're getting next Are we we talking about, like, Bucky and all that?
1: Yeah, so Winter Soldier and, based off of their verbiage, the Cloning Lab are dropping at the same time. That is the patch after the one we just got. So the next content drop will be Cloning Lab, which will be an Omega level threat. Uh, Probably smaller scale than the raid, but larger scale than the family reunion that you and I played together. Mm Mm-hmm so hopes are high for that one like very high um and this was a nice little appetizer for it i guess because interesting to see them work out strategies to make the combat not over in an instant for us so i'm Excited to see that level of boss design at the end of a longer, more fleshed out mission. I guess is what I'm looking at the cloning lab to be.
0: Sure, yeah, and I'm I'm particularly looking forward to Bucky as well. Like that yeah. seems like a really interesting move set. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll be fun. I I feel like we'll get that before the end of the year.
1: I'm gonna say October. No, I mean okay. November. I meant November. I thought November in my head. <laughs> I meant to say November. <laughs> i think yeah thanks to even hmm. yeah veterans day right that's yep perfect time for the winter soldier you know <laughs> sure um i also i saw this on the subreddit apparently there's a a leak going around of like titles for some of his abilities and uh i guess his melee is a shotgun whoa so that's like some devil may cry stuff like you press square you don't punch you shoot that's cool so, I would love if that was the case. That would be very, very unique. So, Yeah, like that. Fingers crossed. But, meanwhile, Jack, got some interesting things going on. You, let's continue talking about this game and your history with it. You're an Iron Man main. You were, at
0: mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. I was. What was your I, favorite uh... thing about Iron Man in this game? Oh, I loved when he was glitched and i can throw up my shield barrier and spam r2 and then i have like the unlimited bar up top mm-hmm. and i would just fi- fire missiles everywhere and it would clear everyone in an instant they got rid of that so i stopped <laughs> playing as iron man <laughs> um so that was kind of it i i just realized that in my head like why did i stop playing as iron man that's why because he uh, he now functions like a normal character mm-hmm. um and i miss the broken version to be honest so
1: this is a game with some online components and some team-based mechanics Mm -hmm. you can't have people like that you know you can't have iron man out here i want to live my power fantasy exactly and you can only do that so much in a game where balance and gear is at play i know this is a destiny fan i've lived this my life but those constraints don't exist for a single player game do they no you can become god yep and nobody can do anything about it (laughs) (laughs) that's right you might be able to do that presuming this is a single-player game because it's been confirmed jeff grubb rumored it but ea electronic arts and motive are making an iron man game it's officially been confirmed most likely because of the leaks they came out a little bit after uh, about a week or so after the disney marvel games presentation we're like hey we're making an Iron Man game.
0: Bye. Yep. <laughs> they certainly announced it. They did. And uh, yeah, I think we heard about this. Did you say it was from Jeff Grubb? He did,
1: yes. Because initially he said EA Black Panther. And he said, I've heard of other games that they're doing. And then, mm-hmm. like a day later, he was like, okay, to avoid anything else, it's an Iron Man game.
0: And that's coming out before Black Panther. So. Yeah. It, this is interesting coming off of the games cast. Yeah, you mm-hmm. had with Kevin yesterday about people just being like yep yeah, this is a game that's happening mm-hmm. so i think ea is probably like well <laughs> cat's out of the bag mm-hmm. so but this is this is really cool yeah i, I
1: want to hear what you have to say on this as a fan I, of iron man is he I,
0: one of your favorite marvel heroes
1: just in general um
0: i guess i guess i'm cool. not really as passionate about him as i am about like spider-man sure or like captain america but yeah he's cool um mm-hmm. i have thoughts about this game and ideas. let's hear it yeah you ever hear of this game Metal Gear Solid 5? Yes. Okay. You know how you drop in there's specifically two like areas in that game. You, you you have a point in Afghanistan and a point in Africa. Uh-huh. I think it'd be so cool if it was a similar layout like that. Where there's like a few or like God of War, you have realms. There's like a few points you can access and they're like mini open world areas with like outposts and things like that. Where you're unencumbered as Iron Man, you're not in like a city like Spider-Man, so you can like fly around, um, and that like doesn't cause much of an issue. Um, you can fly around as Iron Man. You have like little tasks you can do in those regions. There's like main missions, of course, but you can like stumble upon an outpost that you can take down. Um, big open areas for like mechs or whatever if you want to go that route. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about this game. I think that'd be really cool
1: so in some terms you kind of described marvel's avengers yeah <laughs> uh, how would you like to see this standalone iron man game improve on the iron man experience in avengers mm,
0: i really feel like it's a good base with what we have mm-hmm. i think the biggest part is enemy ai I don't think it's really all that interesting in Avengers, mm-hmm. so it would have to be a lot more interesting in the Iron Man game. I'd like to see how Anthem kind of tackled it, because Anthem is basically an Iron Man game. Yes. I don't know if that was good at all, in terms of, like, enemy AI. So,
1: I obviously, I if you're familiar with uh, games, like, greater games discussion as a whole, you see, you see the word EA, people freak out. However... I've talked to you about this already if in in three different worlds this iron man game was announced with activision at the lead with ubisoft at the lead and with ea at the lead i'd be excited for the ea one if i'm being real today i agree um strictly because i think they have just turned around a lot of the big triple a games they put out lately either ones that launched poorly or ones that have just been killer over the last few years that came out great and are great um and secondly because of what you brought up with anthem because i didn't play anthem but i did play a good amount of time probably like five to ten hours of the anthem alpha or beta i think and my favorite thing about that game was flight and shooting both of those felt amazing and i may i chose like the ranger class it was just the generic all-around one and i painted it red and gold and i was like this is an iron man game on pandora because that's kind of what it is Mm -hmm. um and it is on game pass so if you're curious and you have a game pass account about maybe what we could get out of this ea experience from iron man i would suggest trying anthem because that was the first thing i thought of i was like oh straight up just rip that system i think we talked about that when it was rumored like whatever physics you have from anthem i don't know if you want to work on frostbite but like just carry over a lot of that philosophy and bring it over into this game because that was the best part of the my experience with anthem so
0: what i also want in this game is you have iron man and you have his whole suite of suits Mm -hmm. or like you can pick and choose but i think it'd be really cool if like you go back to your mother base which is just your garage with jarvis Mm -hmm um and you can choose from any of your suits which have like i'm playing through god of war so you're gonna hear a lot of god of war comparisons sure like different uh sure like talismans or i'm thinking of like the r1 r2s -hmm. the runic attacks um where like if like the iron patriot one has i don't know a a weird like missile attack that also shoots fireworks (laughs) it's the only one i could really think of Mm -hmm. or if like one of his earlier ones is more focused on missiles and, like, one of his newer ones is more, like, nanotech or, like, lasers or whatever. Um, that'd be cool. I feel like that'd be a fun way to change up the combat. And and also do that sort of mixing around with suits. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, I would love to see that. I think, um, not to put a worry in your heart, but this does feel like a game that gear would fit in. Because it is Iron Man. And, you know, like, swapping out different parts and things. Yeah, probably. But, you know, Spider-Man kind of tackles gear in a similar way where like you have your ultimate that you could do yeah uh not to the extent of like oh these uh shin guards are two points higher than the last one it's not that type of thing so and do you know what motive also
0: made recently i'm gonna guess and say it was squadrons was that yes squadrons and Mm. there's a there's a mechanic in squadrons i never played the game but i believe you can go in and mess around with your ship like just customize it in a way Mm -hmm. so i think that will probably be the case for for this game at the very least we're in a complete speculation mode (laughs) because we know nothing about this game Mm -hmm. however um the concept alone of just iron man game cool i'm in i am too I, i think there's a lot of
1: potential there um there's Obvious questions of like what tone it would take, like would they go a bit more grounded, would they go a bit more fantastical, Iron Man? Um, I think in the year 2022, there's a lot of eyebrows that would be raised if you adapted elements of uh the Iron Man 1 film. But I think uh open world segments, whether it is in a city or different locations around the world, I think would be cool. I agree with you. But yeah, very curious about this. Um now, Motive, before Squadrons, are you familiar with any other stuff they've done, or is Squadrons their, like, big breakout point? Because I remember they were support, I
0: think, for Battlefront 2, and I don't yeah. know what before that. That, I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they started with support. on I mean, according to their Wikipedia, they started first with support on Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. um, and then they shifted to Squadrons, and now they're making they're releasing dead space early next year oh. and then it's iron man yeah motive seems like a studio that has been around forever but really has not yeah that's surprising i f- i completely forgot they were on dead space
1: but yeah mm-hmm. if you want to talk about just superficial stuff that will carry over isaac clark that mechanical suit with the light coming out of it oh boy that's gonna be atmospheric when we get to see tony and that you know
0: yeah and just like the heaviness Uh, i haven't played dead space but it seems like it has a very heavy control scheme Mm -hmm. which i like and you have to imagine that that would be the same for iron man
1: yeah you would hope um also i think it'd be very funny because back in the day when um ea was like top of the game putting out like skate tons and tons of bangers Mm -hmm. um they put Isaac Clarke as a guest character in so many things. I would love if Motive was able to put him as a guest suit in, like, the Iron oh, Man game. yeah. That would
0: be um, really cool. I would love that so much. We gotta um, do that more. We've, we've gotten away from that in video mm-hmm. games. Remember when, like, Iron Man was in Tony Hawk's Underground? Yeah. And that was because of the Activision stuff. Yeah. We gotta do that more. I agree. I th- I think i
1: mean playstation kind of does it but they don't like fully commit to it it's like oh we have this like in universe style armor set for jin Sakai that looks like kratos you know yeah or sly cooper yeah i'm talking like put sack boy <laughs> in god of war ragnarok like yeah literally him, not like a doll not like a little like crocheted viking toy like
0: actual Sackboy. boy put him in there <laughs> you know yeah i do i do miss that silly zaniness of like the 2000s where it's yeah. like we get it it's a video game <laughs> we can just jump around as whoever mm-hmm. yeah it's sad
1: last thing to put some minds at ease cuz we're talking about EA we're talking about Motive who has this history with multiplayer support and Dead Space being a single player game uh this is confirmed that this is going to be a single player Iron Man game and this is the beginning of a EA Marvel collaboration in line with what Jeff Grubb was saying so presumably yes the Black Panther game is coming down the line i would imagine we have at least one other project out of a collaboration if we look at what happened with star wars we got what four games from them not counting mobile stuff in the mmo we had a uh, battlefront 1 2 jedi fallen order and squadrons
0: yeah mm-hmm. and now the next jedi fallen order game um so yeah buckle up. do you think the next like the on if there's another game hmm the unannounced one do you think it would be a captain america game because got an iron man game Mm -hmm. and then you got a black panther game but Mm -hmm. then you have the black panther captain america game Mm -hmm. do we just round it out and be like all right let's do a solo cap game if we already have a solo black panther game might as well do that i would
1: hope not i agree as much as i love cap um i would hope we get something different i hope it would be like honestly i'd be open for like a marvel first-person shooter from them because ea does make some pretty good ones um and i think respawn's actually doing a couple other they're doing like two other star wars games for them right now so we could see potentially a lot of this collaboration in the future what's the other star wars game they're uh they were doing a first-person shooter in star wars respawn is and they're also working on a tactics game with another studio
0: oh you're right wow Man, Respawn's kind of my favorite dev right now. They're killing it. They're crushing it. They always have been. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, exciting stuff. The last thing I was going to ask you, uh, that's why I remembered to bring up the fact that it's single player, because uh, with the history of multiplayer games, I was wondering if you would be open to the idea of a Iron Man War Machine, strictly two-player
0: co-op types deal, or if that's something you don't want them to touch. I'd, I'd prefer solo. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like the cap Black Panther game where you play as multiple characters, but it is single player. Yeah. So I would be open for that route if they did choose to include War Machine.
1: Yeah, I I think that's kind of where I fall as well. I think it'd be really cool to see the differences in their play styles if they wanted to do that, but um before we move on, you get one wish from EA what is it? it doesn't even have to be a very specific thing but like maybe character genre what
0: would you hope out of the ea vibe of the last few years for like a game yeah yeah for marvel oh, man all the games i want are already made or that's being a good point. Made. that's a good point like i would say x-men but wolverine is being made yep like spider-man is the best spider-man games are being made right now guardians got made it's pretty good yeah guardians um make a good hulk game maybe dude that'd be fun people really stand by that mid-2000s old game mm-hmm. so i don't know do that again people like to smash they sure do <laughs> you can clip that up <laughs> yeah all <laughs> right
1: uh speaking of destruction it's clobbering time because <laughs> we got some <laughs> fantastic four news um have you have you seen that sentiment lately of like how there's a lot of People thinking that all of the MCU is cringe now, and it's maybe just the fact that we're all older, and it's always been this way, but the joke is that when the thing shows up and says his iconic, it's clobber in time, people are going to say it's cringe. No, I haven't seen this. Where do you fall on this, then? People are saying the MCU is cringe. Oh, yeah. The people, are, people are saying that. Well, because like, you were there, you saw those and... things that was like the, he's right behind me, isn't he, jokes about the MCU. <laughs>
0: no no wait i haven't seen this i haven't no 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 oh dude i'm God. like
1: i'm like a recluse on the internet okay i I forgot yeah you did a social media detox maybe this I... was during that yeah maybe uh so <laughs> i think it started on tiktok maybe but it was like people making fun of marvel jokes earlier this summer and like the humor in marvel projects is like he's right behind me isn't he or uh well that just happened and stuff like that (laughs) okay and then it got a second wind when thor love and thunder came out and thor actually said
0: and he's standing right behind me isn't he oh god (laughs) so um well i i i definitely get that argument because Mm -hmm. like for movies that are very comedic or try to be at least like the recent thor movie I don't think that worked, and sure, I t- I totally get that. I don't, not really sure if the new Fantastic Four movie is gonna be like that though.
1: Yeah, maybe it won't be because the rumored writers tied to the project now are Ian Springer, who I looked up on IMDb did not have any credits that I was familiar with. I saw like maybe six to seven listed there, and Jeff Kaplan, not the uh, former Overwatch director. But a writer on Cobra Kai. Hmm.
0: You watch Cobra Kai? I have not. I was hoping you had. Ah, yes. Okay. Maybe I'm bad to be talking about this, but, dude, I'm kind of over Cobra Kai. Okay. It is very much aware of itself as, like, a silly karate show. Uh Uh-huh. But it's on season five right now, and I, I gotta be honest, I feel like that only lasts for so long, where I'm like, all right, we're kind of just doing the same thing over and over again. It's funny. I enjoy it. It's very over the top. However, I am i think I'm a little overstuffed with Cobra Kai at this point. I mean, it feels like they're
1: putting out, like, two seasons a year.
0: Wasn't the last season, like, three months ago? Yeah, it, it came out, I think it came out in, like, December of last okay. year. So it's, like... Yeah, I feel like it was the end of last year. So it came out pretty quickly, like before a year. That's nuts. So yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But um it's fine. People really enjoy that show. So.
1: Yeah, I I love the Karate Kid film and I've never checked it out, but I've always been curious. So Um I don't know what seasons Jeff Kaplan was on. I think it was credited from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one, so that might be all of them. But D- does the writing stand out to you at all or like <laughs> anything like that no. that you could see transferred to Fantastic Four?
0: No, 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 no. Ri- I feel like it's it's well written in the sense that it is very self-aware. It is very... It's written as an an 80s movie as a 2022 show. Sure. And it, it does that very well. Um, it's also funny because that show treats... Not just the first movie, but every movie as equal in the Karate Kid franchise. Hmm. Like, it treats one, two, three, if there's a fourth movie, I don't, I think it's one, two, and three. It treats all those as gospel. Like, oh, this is the canon of the Karate Kid universe. And they treat them all equally, which I think is hilarious because they're not equal in quality i've only <laughs> oh, seen the whatsoever. first one. First one rules but oh yeah first one is fantastic the sequels are not good mm-hmm. but this movie the the show like tr- like holds them all up as equal and i think that is hilarious because they're not good <laughs> but um yeah it's it's not you know it's like a high school show it's not mm-hmm. like it's not that hbo level of writing or anything like that sure well you would imagine
1: if I guess, as you're saying, they are nailing what they're going for, then probably the sign of a good writer. If that was the, oh, yeah. the tone and uh, energy they wanted to bring to this project and they're landing that, you know, probably a good sign for a Fantastic Four, I would imagine. So, and the fact that I haven't heard of any of the Ian Springer projects, like, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe these are really like six incredible art house things that marvel was like you've proven yourself
0: you know yeah who's to say maybe but um i'm interested to see what they go with for like the tone of fantastic four so me too yeah because it can't I, be I... the goofy 2000s tone surely and it can't be the over-the-top self-serious Fantastic. four stick it, it can't but
1: like at the same time i feel like fantastic four from their name alone is so camp right so like truthfully i i think my only headcanon where i think it works and is the correct tone they can do is if they make it a period piece and find a reason to bring them into the modern day mm. like captain america style but i don't know if they would do that yeah, maybe. So, here's hoping, but we got some other stuff going on in the MCU this week. She-Hulk episode 6 came out today. We have viewed it. And the internet is having a little, a little, a
0: little fussy fuss over this. <laughs> what? The internet's having a fussy fuss over She-Hulk? I know. Can you believe it? No, I can't.
1: So the the big controversy jack people are furious because of no daredevil despite him <laughs> oh right, right right being the cliffhanger not even him his helmet at the end of last week's episode where's matt murdoch where is he um how did you did you enjoy the episode as you have been every week or what where, where do you land on this one
0: yeah i enjoyed it i i had a nice breakfast sandwich and donut when i was (laughs) when i was watching this and that's what i expect out of the show you can just sit down and be like i'm gonna be entertained for 30 minutes and this is not gonna tie into the rest of the mcu Mm -hmm. and it's not really even gonna matter all that much but it's fun and that's what that's exactly what this episode was
1: yeah i feel like the like some people haven't understood what she hulk is yet right like there doesn't really need to be an overarching story outside of maybe like character development but like i don't know i feel like going into this show and being like where's the big plot stuff where's this character where's this connection to me that sounds like going into an episode of like the office and being like where is the plot development you know it's like right. that's not what this is so i yeah. liked
0: it yeah it it it's a goofy silly fun at points charming episode mm-hmm. and that's kind of what the that's kind of what the show has been like so far and um it's been like a very steady plateau for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i i don't even like have too much to even get into with any she-hulk episode i'm mostly just like yeah that was that was good yeah same and i don't think that's a problem because no. i think from the end of
1: episode one that's what we were promised and that's what it's been delivering and honestly
0: i can't say that about every single mcu show no and it's it's good because it's coming out a very interesting time around a lot of tv shows like game of thrones rings of power and now Andor, which are all very serious, mm-hmm. um, or like varying degrees of seriousness, but this is this is for me at least when this is releasing at that at that point, like this is a very silly, goofy, doesn't take itself too seriously show, and it fits very nicely um, as like a, a a refresh, like a weekly refresh between those shows. So uh, in in my perspective, I I really like having she-hulk in that rotation for it to be like that different i agree yeah and I, i think what's funny about it is like
1: taking that context in mind you have people losing their minds because in their 25 minutes of yuck yucks with uh jen walters five of those weren't dedicated to daredevil right it's like is that really the thing Is that is that the make or break um i understand i guess there's been some people being like well why is he in the episode promos between episodes i one i didn't realize that people watched those but uh two i i think it's because like what we had that trailer with him three episodes ago maybe yeah i don't even think i watched that to be honest I didn't either, but we talked about it because there was headlines and people were talking about it. It was like, oh, he's in the trailer. He's probably going to show up next week. And he didn't. Then the week after, it was like, oh, that's his helmet. And then this week, he's not there. So, like, there's people upset at the marketing. But, again, I think that is more of a expectations because this is episode six of nine. If you don't get what the show is at this point, I think that's
0: your fault. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I like this show. I don't love it, nor do Mm -hmm. I hate it. It's, like, kind of of middle-of-the-road enjoyable. But I do really appreciate how different it feels. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you've described the MCU this way, or, like, future projects. But it's nice to have... It feels like this is just, like, a different comic series than, like, how that takes place in the MCU compared to how like Captain America's comic series would be where that is like a very serious, like spy thrillery sort of thing. And this is like a very, very much silly, not taking itself seriously. It literally breaks the fourth wall, but it still all fits within the MCU. And like, they're going to treat daredevil differently in this show than they treat him in his rebooted show. And that's fine. Yeah.
1: Like, I would not at all be surprised if Matt Murdock just turns out to be, like, a booty call, and then he shows up a different night as Daredevil, and then she connects the dots or something. And, like, people are like,
0: oh, they reduced Daredevil to this? It's like, that's the fucking show, dude. Like, I don't know what to tell you. But. Yeah. And I don't imagine him being all that important in the show or nah. whatever the events that happen here, I don't think that's going to affect his show really all that much yeah not it's weird i will say it's weird that this is the introduction to well i guess it's not like he was in spider-man but like daredevil himself mm-hmm. being in she-hulk that is a little strange because the tone is so different mm-hmm. but i don't know i'll get over it yeah plus i mean like
1: i, f- I feel like daredevil has Humor, like he made, like Matt makes a lot of jokes in that show. Yeah, you know it's very dry, but he made jokes in No Way Home in his two seconds of screen time. So, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm a big fan of the character and big fan of the show. This show and Dirt rebel, But, um, do you think it's next week?
0: I do. Um, I think Jen breaking the fourth wall, saying like, "Oh, sorry, that if this is an inconvenient time for a wedding episode." Mm -hmm. i do think that is them alluding to the fact that daredevil was teased last episode sure this episode is just it's one off thing and then next episode yeah he'll probably show up
1: yeah i i will throw this out there i think because you mentioned that you don't think it's gonna have big repercussions on him or his show i think there's a good chance that jen will look into the camera when daredevil on screen and give us an answer of if the show is canon or not for netflix yeah that's entirely possible i think that is how we get our answer she'll just deadpan it be like this is a this is a restart get used to it and then he makes a joke <laughs> you know
0: or do you think we get a non-answer do you think she looks at the camera and be like is it canon yeah no maybe i don't know and then keeps rolling I think that's probably more likely because Kevin Feige likes doing that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, I'm here for it, dude. It's it's a very refreshing, chill vibe. So Yep. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. Me too. We got three more weeks of this, so. Buckle up everybody.
0: But until then, Jack, where can the agents of Excelsior find you? Sure, you can follow me on Twitter at Fascinated Jack. Um we have completed our long play club for arkham asylum batman arkham asylum so you can find that on Joyclicks or on podcast services of your choice uh and we have arkham city coming up soon which i'm very much looking forward to so keep your your eyes and ears out for that but uh what about you christian
1: Sure, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2 here. YouTube.com slash JoyClicks is where you are for the video version of Excelsior. If you're watching that, that posts every weekend. You can find the audio version linked in the description of that video alongside All the other projects we got on the channel, like Jack said, the Arkham series long play will be posted there and on audio services. But if you want to listen to Excelsior specifically on an audio platform, you can do so. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look up Excelsior, Avengers Podcast, or JoyClicks, and you will find it. If you would like to support the show, you can do so freely by leaving a like, leaving a good star ranking, leaving a few blurbs, uh, in the comments or in a review of your audio platform to let people know the quality if you enjoy. You can also support us monetarily by going to patreon.com joyclicks at the $1 in $5 tiers. Five bucks will get you producer credit on every show we produce, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. And that is it for Excelsior this week. We will be back in another week with another episode of She-Hulk. I'm sure another internet controversy and uh, probably... A light week for Marvel's Avengers, but until then, Excelsior.